everyone. Welcome to the Eagle's Voice. I'm your host, Sarah Coe, and this is the Writing Workshop. Today, we're going to talk about the different mediums of writing. Novels, short stories, novellas, poetry, scripts. What they are, and what sort of stories they tell best. And how to tell which one you should use for your newest masterpiece. Let's get into it. First off, our writing prompt of the podcast. These are quick little prompts that you can use as inspiration for your story if you want to. This prompt is a dialogue prompt, a line or two of dialogue meant to start off or end or just include in your story. Quote, don't play the hero. My fight is not with you. End quote. Now, on to the actual podcast. Let's start with the most common and well-known medium of creative writing, the novel. What, exactly, is a novel? Well, there are usually two parts to the definition. One, a word count between 50,000 words and about 120,000 words, or between about 200 to 500 pages, although it varies based on font and line spacing. Second, novels must have a fictional plot, although it can be inspired by reality or history. Nonfiction books aren't novels, despite a lot of people calling them that. Novels are your Hunger Games, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, The Lord of the Rings, The Great Gatsby, etc. But there's usually a lot more to a novel than just word count and plot. Most novels are technically what's called genre novels, novels that are a part of a specific genre, romance, mysteries, sci-fi, fantasy, retellings, etc., These genres all have specific expectations, sometimes in terms of plot and sometimes in terms of setting, or sometimes both. Fantasy and sci-fi books are expected to have some sort of fictional world, whether it be a distorted or futuristic version of our own, or a completely new one. Mystery books are expected to have certain plot points, a crime, suspects, clues, motivations, and an answer to the initial who-slash-how-done-it that makes sense given all of the information that the reader has learned throughout the novel. Romance books are expected to have a focus on, well, romance, with two characters interested in one another, but some sort of reason as to why the two characters can't be together in the beginning, which is then resolved in the end. I'm not very good at romance, if you can't tell. Retellings are expected to take some classic work like Pride and Prejudice and put some sort of spin on it, which can be horror or romance or more. Both horror and romance retellings exist for Pride and Prejudice, by the way, if you're interested. While you can combine these genres, you can have a fantasy story with a mystery subplot or a realistic fiction story with a romance subplot, the main genre of the book is what you'll be expected to stick to. Novels are also the most structured of all types of writing, because without a concrete structure, such a long story can get really confusing. Novels need chapters and solid plots, with both an action plot, or the plot revolving around the changing circumstances or events, and an emotional plot the plot that revolves around character growth and change. Take, for example, the Harry Potter books. The overarching action plot is all about Voldemort and defeating him, while the emotional plot is about Harry's growth from a squeaky 12-year-old with no friends to a mature man with a large group of friends. These two plots are very different if you were to look at them in isolation, but you need them both. Without the action plot, the story can feel boring. Without the emotional plot, readers aren't likely to care about your characters at all. Because of this structure, novels also generally require the most planning. 
you should at least have a general plot sketched out before you start writing. And you definitely need to do some character and world building. Yes, you need to do world building, even if your novel is realistic fiction, because you need to establish the town, city, etc. that you're writing in and what their culture is like. And I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll talk about this more in another episode. While other mediums also require character and world building, novels usually need to be the most in-depth due to the sheer amount of time your readers will spend with your characters and in your world. So novels are a lot. They take a lot of planning, a lot of time, and a lot of work. But if you want to tell a complex or long story, there's no better medium. Novellas and short stories are simply, well, too short, for lack of a better word. And poetry and screenplays are incredibly different from novels. You probably shouldn't start out writing novels if you're new to creative writing, though, because they're very complex, and if not handled well, they can be confusing, boring, rushed, or some mix of all three. So what if you're new to creative writing, or you don't have the time to write a novel, or you don't want to tell a complex story? Well, don't fret, because there are plenty of other options for you. Next, if we're going by length, are novellas. These are stories between around 10,000 and 40,000 words, or around 30 to 200 pages, again depending on font and spacing. Novellas are pretty similar to novels, they're just shorter. They still have genres and characters and plots, although these can be a little simpler than the characters you'll find in a novel. A general rule of thumb is that the longer your piece, the more complex the characters and world, although some bad novels can have really flat characters and some good short stories can have really well-developed characters, despite their word counts. We'll talk more about characters in a later episode or episodes, but just remember that complex characters are the key to a good story. You've probably read more novellas than you think. Of Mice and Men and Fahrenheit 451 are two famous novellas, at least one of which you've read in school. However, there isn't a lot to say about a novella that I didn't already mention in talking about novels. The two are very, very similar. Novellas are really more like the middle ground between novels and short stories. So, let's talk about short stories. Short stories are, well, one of the shortest types of fiction. They're only beaten out by flash fiction, which is less than 500 words, and poetry, which can vary wildly and we'll talk about in a bit. Short stories are around 5,000 to 10,000 words, which is roughly 15 to 40 pages. These are stories like The Mask of the Red Death, The Yellow Wallpaper, The Most Dangerous Game, all of which you've probably read in school. Except maybe The Yellow Wallpaper. Go read The Yellow Wallpaper. Anyways, these are usually published in some sort of collection rather than alone. Sometimes as a collection of the author's work as a whole, or in a collection by various different authors, or in a magazine. You've also probably written a short story already, since a lot of teachers assign them as creative writing assignments, even in a normal English class. They're usually pretty quick to write. I write them in about one or two sittings, although these sittings can be a couple of hours or an entire day, but we're not going to talk about that. They usually only take a couple of scenes and usually only take place over a period of a couple of days or even a single very eventful day. They still have plots, but they're usually simpler and quicker, with only one conflict instead of the multiple you can find in longer works, and usually no subplots. If it's a romance short story, it's only about romance. If it's a mystery short story, it's only about mystery. There's just no time to put in any subplots. But don't let their length or supposed simplicity fool you. Good short stories still require some character and world building, even if it's basic, just a few sentences. No matter what type of story you're writing or its anticipated length, you'll still need to plan. 
But yet again, I'm getting ahead of myself because there's two more mediums we've yet to talk about. Poetry and scripts. Poetry and scripts are both pretty different from short stories, novellas, or novels, which are sometimes collectively called prose. While those later mediums are generally meant to be read alone and in your head, poetry is usually better consumed aloud, and scripts are pretty much exclusively meant to be performed. Poetry is, in my opinion, the most versatile medium. You can write about pretty much anything in poetry, and don't let your English teacher fool you into thinking that poems need to have rhyme schemes and meter and fancy punctuation and perfect stanzas. Of course, you can put those in your poetry, but it's just as valid to write with little to no structure in what's called free verse. But you may want to put those elements, meter, stanza, rhyme schemes, into your poetry, so I'll talk about them for a bit. You've probably already heard about rhyme scheme and meter, but let's go over them just so everyone's on the same page. First, rhyme. There are a lot of different types of rhyme, not just rhyming words at the end of a line. That type of rhyming is usually called end rhyme and is usually in a rhyme scheme, ABAB, ABC, etc. And you've probably learned about these. There's perfect end rhyme where the words rhyme exactly. Quote, we spent the day riding down the hill on our sleds, new line, and quickly fell into our beds, end quote. Sleds and beds rhyme exactly. There's also slant end rhyme, where the words almost rhyme, but not quite. Quote, she walked down the road, new line, skipping into her home. Road and home are almost exact rhymes, but there's something a little off. And both of these types of rhyme can also occur in the middle of lines, which is called internal rhyme. She walked through the night in the cold with streams of light coming down on the ground. Cold and ground don't rhyme, but night and light do. There are a lot of other types of rhyme too, such as female and male rhyme, visual rhyme, etc., but I'm not going to go into all of those in this podcast. There's also meter, which is a lot more common in older poetry and play, like Homer or Shakespeare, and random side note and fun fact is usually why people can quote lines so easily. Metered lines tend to stick in a reader's head, similar to song lyrics, which are usually also metered. But I digress. There are a lot of different forms of meter, all made up of different syllables. For example, iambic meter is an unstressed syllable followed by a stressed one, like the safe. The is softer, unstressed, while safe is louder and harsher, stressed. It can be really hard to figure this out, though, so don't worry if it takes you some time to pick up on it. I've written an entire multi-page long poem in meter, and I'm still not good at it. I had to get a friend to proofread it to make sure it was okay. But those are just the mechanics of poetry, and you don't even have to use them if you don't want to, or if it wouldn't work with your poem. For example, a poem about being partially honest wouldn't really work with perfect meter and rhyme. As I said before, poetry can be about a lot of different things. It can be personal, or about nature, or about a relationship, or even tell a story. This type of poetry is called narrative poetry. I want to talk about narrative poems here, because this episode and most of the podcasts will be about telling stories, and while personal stories are still valid stories, I'm more interested in discussing the fictional. But if you want an episode completely about personal writing, let us know. A lot of people don't know what narrative poems are, or that they even exist. I only found out this year, although epics like the Odyssey and Aeneid are technically really, 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 I mean really long narrative poems called epics. Narrative poems tell a fictional story, although the type of stories can vary almost as much as types of novels. There's realistic fiction, like Casey at Bat or Paul Revere's Ride. There's fantasy, like The Goblin Market. Horror, like The Raven. There's even retellings like the poem Cinderella, which was written by Anne Sexton. You may be asking, 
What makes narrative poems different from the other types of prose you were just telling me about, Sarah? Well, imaginary listener that probably didn't even ask that question, who I only wrote in because I couldn't come up with a good transition, let me reply. Narrative poems are usually shorter than all the other types of prose, aka novels, novellas, and short stories, and very different in terms of formatting. Narrative poems generally don't have as much description as straightforward prose and are, obviously, broken up into stanzas and lines. So why would you want to use poetry instead of prose? Well, partly for the length. If you have a quick story to tell, just a few minutes of a scene, you might want to consider a narrative poem, although you could write flash fiction too. Some stories also just work better as poems. I'm going to use my own writing as an example, which I'll probably do a lot in this podcast. For my creative writing class, I had to write a narrative poem, and I chose to write about a fairy cafe with a lead who was a siren. It's complicated. But the story worked better as a poem. Sirens are known for their songs, and a lot of fae in popular media and legends speak in poetry and rhyme or something similar. It gave the story that otherworldly feel that I wanted to impart. And while I easily could have told the story in normal prose, I don't think it would have been as effective if I did. Some stories just work better as poetry, even if it's a lot more annoying to write. Finally, we have screenplays and scripts, pieces that establish a dialogue and general setting, but aren't the full medium. Full disclosure, this is the medium I'm the least familiar with. I've never even attempted to write a script if you don't count these podcasts, which are literally just blocks of text. There's no character dynamics, except those between me and my imaginary listener, of course, or anything else you would find in fiction. And while I haven't succeeded at writing a novel yet either, I've at least tried. So, of course I did research, but I'd honestly recommend doing some extra reading at the link I've added to the audio transcript of this podcast, or doing some googling of your own, because I am far from an expert. A script is more a part of a story than the whole story. For screenplays or scripts to be appreciated properly, you usually need to see the movie or play or musical. This is why The Cursed Child is boring if you just read the script, but people who have been lucky enough to see the play in person generally love it. Screenplays and scripts are the base of a story, not the full one. But while some writers may turn their nose up at them, they're just as valid as other mediums and can present some unique advantages over solely written works. First, scripts and screenplays are more visual than completely written works. This may seem obvious, but it does genuinely help. It can be distracting in certain types of prose, especially fast-paced action or atmospheric mystery, to stop and describe the setting and appearances of the characters, but it is necessary so that the reader won't get confused. It can also be incredibly frustrating to have to read as a character describes themselves to the reader, like in the dreaded mirror scene, so common in first-person works. If you don't know, this is basically a scene where the main character stands in front of a mirror and describes himself to the reader, and is really, really easy to handle poorly, as it's a sort of exposition dump, which you should avoid in general in your writing. If you're writing in first person, I'd say try to describe the main character in bits and pieces. Maybe their hair color as they perform an action by tying it back up, and their skin color as they feel the sun on them. If you're writing in first person, I'd say try to describe the main character in bits and pieces, like describing the hair color at one point and the skin color at a different point, instead of all at once. These problems of over-describing or having to stop your story aren't present in plays and movies because the audience can just see what all of the characters and setting look like. There's also generally more freedom in terms of what you can show, like extra scenes or interactions. Take the Hunger Games movies and books. 
The books are solely first person. If Katniss, the main character, doesn't see something happening, then neither do we. But in the movies, there are some scenes that show President Snow, the main villain, having conversations with others, or the game masters designing the traps for the contestants in the actual Hunger Games, or other characters' reactions to things that we simply didn't see in the book because Katniss wasn't there to witness it. There's generally a lot more freedom in terms of editing, too. It could feel foolish and annoying to rapidly cut between two characters and scenes over and over again, but you can usually do it in screenplays without feeling silly. So screenplays present a lot of advantages over prose. There's some downside too. First, you usually lose the main character's inner thoughts unless you decide to do narration, which a lot of people don't like. Second, screenplays and scripts are inherently collaborative, and so you have to share your work with other people and accept that they will likely change it in some way from your original vision, whether it's through performances, sets, or editing. Movies and plays also cost a lot of money, and while publishing pros can be expensive, hiring editors to help you publish or publishing it yourself if you want to do it alone, it isn't nearly as much as movies or plays, because there are just more people involved that need to be paid. Screenplays and scripts are very, very different from the other forms of prose that we talked about, but they're still perfectly valid, and sometimes they're the best way to tell your story. So, the final question. How do you pick? How do you choose between writing a novel, a novella, a short story, a poem, or a script? Well, there is one basic question you can ask yourself. What kind of story do you want to tell? If you want a wide scope with a long story and complex characters, a novel is the best way to go. You could even write a series if your story is complex enough. If you're not interested in something that dramatic, a novella will usually work. And if you want a small, quick story, short stories are your best choice. If you want to do something different, you could consider writing a narrative poem. And if you feel like words alone can't tell your story, write a script or a screenplay. But it usually isn't that simple. Maybe you start off with a short story, but you realize that you want to expand it with a longer plotline and more characters or you realize that your novel is a little too short and it ends up as a novella. Sometimes you might finish your story only to realize it'll work better in a different medium. That's the great thing about writing though. You can change it. You can edit your story. You can cut out bits that don't work or expand on parts that felt incomplete. You can change everything if you feel like you need to. Writing has almost limitless potential. There aren't any limits on what stories you can tell if you want to tell them. You're free to write anything you wish, however you wish. Everything I said today is just a suggestion. Everything I will say on this show is really just a suggestion. Just some tips and some education, some advice from someone who's been writing since she could hold a crayon. Despite my experience, I am by no means the authority on creative writing. No one is. No matter how much education or experience they have, they aren't always right and their words aren't the rules. When it comes to writing, go with what you want to do, what story you want to write, and what medium you want to write it in. It's all up to you. And if you don't like it, you can always go back and change it later. I mean, technically you can't at some points, like if you publish it, but you get what I'm saying, right? Just accept the sappy monologue about creativity and freedom, okay? Okay. Thank you for listening to The Eagle's Voice. I'm your host, Sarah Coe, and this was The Writing Workshop. Tune in next week for G's Reads, hosted by Gianna Tremetera, where she'll talk about her most recent books. Have a great weekend!